Well, thank you, Scotland, for some fabulous nominations, reflecting the diversity of food and drink available in the country and some superb examples of long-established ingredients alongside new incumbents. The same can be said about the people who make them. Scotland is understandably a popular place to live and there's great produce being made there. So the order I've chosen to talk about my seven finalists is from the southwest of the country, up the coast, doing some island hopping along the way, over the top and back down the east coast, finishing in Edinburgh. Which means my first producer is the Earth Crust Bakery on St Andrew's Street in Castle Douglas, a town in Dumfries and Galloway just north of the Solway Firth, with England and more specifically Cumbria across the water. Tom and Pavlina Van Ruen opened their bakery in the garage at the back of their garden in Lauriston in 2012. Following a fire in March 2015, they moved to the nearby town of Castle Douglas and with lots of support from their local community, opened a bakery and shop a year later and they've never looked back. Head northwest from the borders for three hours and 95 miles, keeping air and troon on your left and with the help of a 10-minute ferry crossing, you could easily end up at Riches of Rossay on the island of Butte. The island is 30 miles due west of Glasgow in the Firth of Clyde and Rossay is the principal town there's roughly 6,500 inhabitants. The company was founded in 1888 by Peter Barr to produce one of the most traditional of Scottish fish products, kippers, which are created when the naturally oily herring is split, dried and smoked over smouldering oat chips. Between you and me, when Queen Victoria was in residence at Balmoral Castle, she was very partial to a Barr's kipper. In the 1960s, the business was taken over by the Ritchie family who started smoking salmon and trout. And when the Ritchie brothers retired, it was bought by the Marquis of Butte as part of a group of companies that collectively celebrate the island's traditions and heritage. Throughout an extensive programme of refurbishment, starting in January 2014, the Smokehouse was given a fancy makeover and is now a state-of-the-art food processing facility, but is still firmly centred on the original bar kiln possibly the oldest and longest continuous production fish-smoking kiln in all of Scotland. Wow, no wonder these fish taste so good. 100 miles northeast of the Isle of Butte, that's currently a three-hour drive, will bring you to Lion Lodge in Aberfeldy, Perthshire, in central Scotland, home to Glen Lyon Coffee Roasters, set up nine years ago by Fiona Grant at the top of Glen Lyon, stunningly beautiful Highland Glen. Several winters spent digging delivery lorries out of snowdrifts on their single-track road was enough to convince Fiona and the team to move the roastery to Aberfeldy, which she describes as a cool little town on the banks of the River Tay. The beans are prepared on a trusty probat roaster and the Glenland team has now expanded to six and a gang of much-loved dogs. They're setting up a barista academy through their own charity, Project Northern Lights, and working in partnership with Breedenall Bain Academy, they plan to mentor school leavers through a programme of barista skills qualifications and with work placements in cafes. Glenlion use a company electric car for local deliveries and this year plan to put solar panels on the roof of their new roaster. They're committed to zero waste. A two-hour drive and 73 miles to the northwest of Aberfeldy, but of course much closer as the crow flies, is the Inverness town of Roybridge. It's northeast of Fort William between the inner locks of Lagan and Lockie. And if you delve even closer, you'll discover the old butcher's shop, home to Great Glen Charcuterie. 20 years ago, Jan Jacob and Anja Bach moved from the Netherlands to the Scottish Highlands and they set up shop 
quite literally, selling local wild venison, of which there is a plethora, and it's some of the finest in the world. Yam began experimenting with a hand-built smoker in the garden, having been inspired by the family preserving he grew up with in the Netherlands. So now we go on board a boat, or if you're lucky, a light aircraft, as we're heading to the Isle of Uist, one of the most westerly parts of Scotland. And there's an awful lot of the Atlantic Ocean between there and the southern tip of Greenland, a long way to the west. The island is home to less than 2,000 people, but it's always been popular with the Vikings since they landed there in the 9th century. Emma Axelson was born in Gothenburg, but having studied at Glasgow University, decided she wanted to stay in Scotland and take a bit of Sweden to Lasgare on the edge of the village of Loch Boysdale on South Uist. At the Scandinavian bakery, Emma and her team produced goods inspired by her country's traditions and flavours, using organic ingredients where possible, and all their packaging is biodegradable. Back on the mainland, having travelled across the breadth of the country, from west to east, we pull up at a Garmouth hotel near the town of Fockabers and home to the Speyside Coffee Company. The roastery is near where the mighty River Spey flows into the North Sea and was established in 2017 by owners Jody and Grant Spence. Beans are manually roasted every week using their 5kg golden coffee roaster built in and imported from Turkey. They always use single-origin Arabica beans and focus on roasting it in the best way to bring out their characteristics and flavours. You drink their coffee in the cafe and you can take a bag home alongside the cakes which are freshly made on site by their in-house baker. The Spences are true artisans. The final leg of our epic journey round Scotland sees us head due south for three and a half hours on a 160-mile trip to Edinburgh. To be precise, we find ourselves in Grassmarket, home to Mary's Milk Bar, set up by Yorkshire lass Mary Hillard, who trained in Bologna, Italy, at the famous Carpegiani Gelato University, and has since spent five years working as a chocolatier. Mary has happy memories of spending time in milk bars while on holidays in the English northern seaside resorts of Scarborough, Whitby and Morecambe. Her milk bar itself is modelled specifically on a 1940s harbour bar in Scarborough, one of only a handful of seaside cafes that still has its original interior. It plays 1940s music, it's filled with vintage furniture and has a 60-year-old milkshake machine that's in perfect working order. Mary's vegan sorbets are very popular and whenever possible, the fruit she uses comes from local farms. There are no strawberries in the autumn, so Mary makes spiced apple sorbet and in spring, a hot cross bun ice cream. She also hosts parties, workshops and tasting evenings. Wow, what a trip. A thousand miles around glorious Scotland and I now have the very tough choice of whittling your entries down to the top three. So here goes. In third place, it's the glorious oak smoked trout from Riches of Rossay on the Isle of Butte. It provides a rich, creamy and pleasantly oily mouthful and has a very consistent smoke which doesn't dominate. Crucially, the flavour of the trout still underpins everything. A really clever artisan product that reeks, in a good way, of Scottish history. In silver medal position was a tasty Swedish interloper as it's a cinnamon bun from a Scandinavian bakery on the Isle of South Uist cries out to be paired with a mug of steaming coffee. It's beautifully moist and yet holds together nicely. The cinnamon is subtle and underpins everything. This bun unites two great countries, Scotland and Sweden. My winning product evokes Scotland in every mouthful, as it's the venison salami from Great Glen Charcuterie. 
gently earthy aroma really beckons you on. It melts in the mouth and the finish is long and satisfying and ever so tasty. Fabulous Highland ingredient brought together with Dutch expertise. Bravo to Jan Jacob and Anja Back. So a great big thank you to Scotland and to all of you who have recommended products from the country. Now, let's bring on the south of England, as that's where we're headed to next on our Britannia journey of artisan food discovery. <laughs> 